Hello everyone, um, I decided to make some podcasts about my posts and my page. Uh, usually my posts are all in Italian, but that's why I would like to make also an English one. Um, the first topic I'm going to deal with is Turkish, or as we say, in, uh, like, as we should say in Italian, it's like Turkey Turkish, so the Turkish from Turkey. Uh, that's just because in Italian we don't have the differences like Turkish and Turkic. So that's the reason why we have to specify that it's the Turkish of Turkey. Anyway, uh, I would like to talk about the, about Turkish, uh, starting from three questions that I've been asked so many times. And every time I try to give a short reply, but sometimes I think that we need to give like a longer reply to all of them. First question, is Turkish similar to Arabic? Second one, is Turkish written as Arabic? Third, if I learn Arabic, can I communicate with Turks from Turkish, from Turkey? No, no, and absolutely no. Um, actually, these are, are really weird questions that usually make people, especially Turks, Uh, pretty upset about it because it means like that Turks are Arabs and no Turks wants to be considered an Arab just because they are Muslims it doesn't mean that they are Arabs so that that's an important concept that everybody uh, has to understand Muslims is not a synonym of Arab there are Muslims from any, like, any country, any culture, okay, of course, there are not many Italian Muslims, not many French Muslims, but Turks, uh, Iranian, Afghan, so Pashto or other, um, Indians, Malay, Indonesians, etc., they are not Arabs, they are Muslims. Okay, so that's the big difference between like uh, belonging to one religion and belonging to an, uh, to an ethnic group. So first question, is Turkish similar to Arabic? From uh, somehow, let's say, a genetic point of view, Turkish is a Turkic language. Um, Arabic is a Semitic language. So uh, let's say that they belong to two different families. Arabic, for example, is closer to Hebrew or to Aramaic or to other Afro-Asiatic languages. Turkish is close to other Turkic languages, such as uh, Azerbaijani or Kazakh or Saha from Siberia, etc. Belonging to two different families implies that the two languages have no relation. No relations at all. Um, so, uh, just for those who are not experts in linguistics, um, just think that, for example, a person from Iceland speaking uh, Icelandic and a person from Bangladesh speaking Bengali, their languages are closer. Although they cannot understand each other, uh, speaking, of course, their native language, not using English, for example, they cannot understand each other. But these two languages are close, 
directly related, since both languages belong to the Indo-European language family. Um, so, why do many people think that Turkish is a kind of Arabic dialect or a something real, is something as something related to Arabic? That's mainly, as I told you before, because they think Turks are Muslim. Muslims read the Quran. Quran is written in Arabic, so Turkish, Arabic. Actually, yes, Turks are Muslims, but being Muslims doesn't imply that you have to know the Arabic language. Let's say that, um, of course, Turkish has many, many loan words from Arabic. Why? That's because mainly uh, when Turks arrived in nowadays like Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, Iran, they got in contact with the Persian Empire and the Arabic Caliphates, the Byzantine Empire, and these two, these two, three empires were sedentary, whereas Turkish tribes were still nomad. What does it mean? Um, arriving in, for example, let's say, like on a chronological order, Turks came from Central Asia, going towards Iran. Once close to Iran, they found a country where the majority of the population already converted to Islam, a religion that also Turks converted a few years later. So they needed the Arabic words to express like uh, some religious concepts. Moreover, they had to change, they completely change their own, um, their own like, administrative system. They are also uh, political and social systems. So imagine from nomads to sedentary culture, there are many changes. So what can they do when, when like creating new words? Or they, do, do they create new words from nothing, from like other words put them together, or easier, take a word from another language, just change a little bit the pronunciation, just change a little bit like... Uh, some final letters begin like something like that, and later on, making these words become like an somehow native words. So uh, this is what happened, for example, for the words religion from Arabic din. In in Turkish, it became like din. So uh, how, you cannot say that the word din is not Turkish. It has an Arabic etymology. So it means that it comes from Arabic, but it's a completely Turkish word. Because it was easier to take from another language. So the majority, if not almost all of them, so a majority of words belonging to the administrative and religion sphere were taken from Arabic. Whereas words related to literature, related to... Um, culture in general, art, were taken from Persian. 
This is something not so peculiar, since also other cultures, mainly the Mughal Empire in India, uh, took many words from Persian. And the funny thing, I'm saying, it's not funny, but I mean, like, the curious thing is that the majority of Arabic words in both, both in, in Turkish and Urdu or Hindi, uh, they come from Arabic via, through Persian. That's why also the pronunciation is a little bit like different uh, from the Arabic one. Just because there was already a change from Arabic to Persian and another change from Persian to Turkish. Um, just to know is that it's important to know that uh, at, during the Ottoman Empire, the official languages of, of the official language of the empire, one of the official language, the, the most important language was the Ottoman Turkish. Ottoman Turkish was a highly Persianized form of Turkish. Uh, let's say that the grammatical structure, grammatical sentences were mainly Turkish, but the words were almost more than 80% coming from Arabic or Persian. But this is only the language spoken at the, like, the court, so only high-level language. Uh, everyday language was totally different, was a more Turkic language, so using more uh, Turkic words. When the empire was over and the new Republic of Turkey uh, was created in 1923, uh, Atatürk, so the first president of modern Turkey, decided to create, not to create, but just to try to... Uh, try to abandon all the Arabic and Persian loanwords. Of course, it was kind of impossible because also, like, um, everyday Turkish used to have lots of words coming from Persian. So uh, 100% uh, cleaning, let's say, was impossible. But uh, the majority of loanwords were substituted. Of course, the Ottoman Empire existed for like four or five hundred years, so it's not that easy. People already use some words and you cannot easily from one day to another get rid of that word. Uh, that's why uh, we still have in modern Turkish two words, usually one Turkic word and one Persian or Arabic word, meaning the same, actually. Same concept, same thing. Uh, this happened because, like, as I told you, Atatürk tried to remove all the Arabic and Persian words, trying to create a new Turkish one. Some of them were just taken from the spoken Turkish, from everyday Turkish. And those words actually existed, resisted more. So, let's say, people already used to say some words like that, and they completely substitute uh, the Arabic loan word. Different thing happened with other words creating from zero. So like we have to remove this Arab Arabic word. We have to create a new word from like, I don't know, other two words in Turkish that the two concepts together can take to another concept, can lead you to another concept or just creating another Turkey, a very old Turkey word completely forgotten from everybody and just 
given again a kind of life to this word. But of course, many of these words were just not so used, and the Arabic word is still used today. And I would like just to make three examples now, for example. Uh, the first one is jabab. Jabab is answer, reply, response. <coughs> Uh, the, you can use the word jevap because it comes from Persian uh, jevop coming from Arabic jawab. But the real Turkish word is yanet, completely different word. If you use jevap nowadays in Turkey, everybody understands it. Everybody will won't say anything because it's one hundred percent correct. Both in everyday, both in formal use, but in informal or formal use, it's like same. But the real Turkish word is yanet. Another word is like security. You can use the word the Turkic word güvenlik, güven plus lik. Lik typical Turkish suffix used to make nouns from adjectives. But you can also use the word emni emniyet, emniyet coming from the Persian word emniyet. Coming from Arabic, M, to mean um, safe. So safe, security. Uh, another word, like a very daily word, is like name. You can use this real Turkic word, is ad. Ad. You just say, my name is benim adım, my name. But you can also use the Arabic word, isim. Isim coming from Arabic, ism. Or Persian esm. If you use the word ismi, so from isim, uh, ismim, my name, it's not incorrect. It's not wrong. You can use it. Many people still use it more than ad. But just you to know that when you use ism, it's more like from Arabic, while ad is more from is a real Turkish Turkic word. Do you write Turkish using Arabic alphabet? No, starting from 1928, Turkish is written only in with the, using the Latin alphabet. Ottoman Turkish was written with the Abjad, so the Perso-Arabic alphabet. But vowels in, our, in Turkish are really, really important. And as you all know, Abjad, the Abjad is a uh, script that doesn't show the short vowels, creating too many problems to a language that doesn't even have the distinction between long and short. So for the Arabic words, okay, you just use the same form of the Arabic one, but for the Turkish one, how, what, what's the rule? How can you use like long or short one? So it was a very difficult um, script for a language like Turkish. And Atatürk, in order to make the country more circular, more uh, Western style, decided to cancel the Perso-Arabic script in favor of the Latin alphabet. Uh, unfortunately, 26 Latin, uh, Latin letters were not enough for the Turkish sounds because there are sounds like sh, like ch, like yumushage, uh, it's just a g with the like uh, kind of accent over. Um, it's used for to make like the vowel longer. So, for example, the word mountain, da. Instead of writing d a a, you write d a g with with this kind of accent over. 
So you just add some like letters, just because it's as usually happens. Since you completely change an alphabet, there is no etymological reasons to make the sounds like difficult. So like like the, the, the writing system difficult. So you make like any letter, you read it in one way. So any words, you know how to read it and you know how to write it. That was the main, the main point. So for example, like English used the S, H, or for sh or many other differences, many other combinations of letter. In Turkish, there's no combination of letters. Any letters is read is read separately, and any letters mean something as a, as a, a specific sound. If I learn Arabic, can I communicate with Turks? No, you can't, because the two languages are totally different languages. The two languages are um, okay. There are many loan words from Arabic to Turkey. But also vice versa. For example, especially in some areas like Lebanon, Syria, also Egypt, there are some words in the local dialect, Arabic dialect, uh, coming from Turkish. But generally, we cannot say that there is a mutual intelligibility for, from the, from between the two languages. That's mainly because the, even the Arab Arab words, Arabic words in Turkish are pronounced differently, and the sentence structure. It's totally different. For it's just a very easy sentence, like uh, the book of the student. So, student's book. In Turkish, you have to say student's book. In Arabic, you say book of the student. So, even if the book, kitab, kitab, is the same. Uh, student nowadays in Turkish is said, öğrenci. Öğrencinin kitabı. But in Arabic, Al-Kitab uh, Al-Taleb, if I'm not wrong, Al-Taleb, Al-Taleb, the book of the student. I'm not sure about Arabic, but even if you can use the old Turkish form, Taleb, Talebi or something, because there's also Turkish word that's like Taleb or you still don't understand because it's totally opposite structure. That's important. Um, of course, there are some areas in Turkey, like in Antakya, so Antioch, or Mardin, where there's still a pretty big, not so big, but I mean, still alive, uh, Arab community, like say, like not new wave of Arabic, Arab people coming there, like um, historical community they're still speaking Arabic but of course it's like in any countries or in any country of the world I think you can go anywhere also go to Italy go to France and you find some people speaking Arabic but it doesn't mean that if you go to that country knowing Arabic you can communicate with everybody so just you to know if you come to Turkey it's knowing only Arabic you have very tough time unless unless you're lucky and you get you bump into an Arab person that wants to help you and take you around Turkey so uh, this has been very short uh, not so short actually almost 20 minutes but it's just a presentation of the Turkish language and and mutual intelligibility with uh, Arabic so to reply to the question no Turkish and Arabic are two different languages completely separated no inf only only vocabulary influences that's true there are many long words from arabic to turkish but there's no 
relation with between the two languages. Um, my next podcast will be about the Turkic languages. So not only about Turkish, but the main differences between the different groups of languages uh, belonging to the Turkic family. <laughs>